Six-Pack Lapidot, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. Um, to get all your lifts analyzed so you get elite level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app. Go there and get yourself started. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I was just telling Arian, we're going to go see Spider-Man tomorrow. And uh, so my boy was like, I was going to go see with another crew. I got enough crews. that are like, let's go see Spider-Man. And then um, my one buddy, I didn't su- suspect, is like, I got three tickets. My This one dude's got two other tickets. I don't even know who this dude is. I don't know where he got the tickets from. I don't know what's going to happen. And it's a dude I go to jujitsu with. And I'm like, um, and he's like, hey, man. I got, I got two more tickets for Spider-Man. You want to come? And I'm like, I text my other buddies and I'm like, I think I'm going to go see Spider-Man tomorrow. So I don't know. Maybe I'll see it again, depending on how good it is in the future, but I'm, I'm going in. And you're like, you know, Spider-Man. you're like, meet, meet some shady guy at, at jujitsu. Like I'm going to get jumped. Building. Okay. He's, I'm going to get, he's like, he's like, I got three tickets. All you got to do is Venmo me $13. Dude, dude I did. It probably is a scam because I did e transfer this dude and I don't know the email address. I never met this dude. And he's like, all right, you're set. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'm set. So we'll see. We'll see what the hell happens. Uh, but dude, I'm, I'm super psyched for Spider Man because I, I'm I'm a Tobey Maguire dude. My man, not only has Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man been gone, but Tobey Maguire has been gone. And um, he's amazing, dude. So he's coming back. Hell yeah, I mean. And they haven't shown a single trailer of Tobey Maguire, but I know he's in. Yeah, I've seen some of the other trailers, some clips and stuff like that. So I'm the same thing. I was like, let me just watch it Thursday before all the stuff gets out. And then those clips of Tobey and Andrew Garfield, whatever else is in there, pops up in there. Fuck. This is like I don't know, no spoilers. Well, listen, everybody, we're gonna get into the European results. Don't worry. Let's, but let's get it. this off. But, but wait, but let me get this off the chest. I don't know, no spoilers. But one reviewer said first half, light, jokey, good stuff, like a KOTL episode. Second half, it, he they, he said shit gets real. And I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, shit gets a little darker. And I'm like, I'm wondering if they kill off a couple of these fucking Spider-Mans. Spider-Man After Dark. That's it. Maybe we'll have to put a pin in it and talk about it afterwards. But, um, but yeah, Spider-Man man. preview show. Yeah, but this is going to turn into a Spider-Man preview show. And then a recap. Me and Arian are watching it the same yeah. night. We're going to do a recap. Oh, no, yeah, I mean recap. We'll Next do a preview week, show Spider-Man and a recap. recap. But, um, all right. 
let's uh let's pull up what which one do you guys want to do first this depending on the length we might break this bad boy up into two episodes but recap shows i feel like aren't as long as preview shows or i might be full of shit i don't even know if that's truth <laughs> but but do you want to do ladies first or gentlemen first I feel like we all did better on the women's side. So I don't know if you want to do that one first. <laughs> just to feel better. Wait, did you count up Ryan's picks? Yeah, he just he just recently finally put in his picks and I counted it up. Oh. So I do have the final scores for everyone we can announce on the recap. <laughs> okay. Should we say it off the hop or should we <laughs> wait? In, should we say it off the hop? Hey, fuck it. Let's do it. This well, is going to anyways once we go through. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's say what the, the scores are. Okay. Um, the way I have it, hopefully there's no mistakes. Got Tori in first with 29 points, which was about 60% of our picks were right. Then, Ryan, you got 27 points, so about 56% of your picks were right. I was right behind you at 26 points, so 54% of my picks were right. And then Wild Bill, 20 points, and the only guy that got sub 50%, he had 42 oh. 42 percent of his oh, the shame right the shame and it's funny because he's he's so cocky and confident with his picks um <laughs> and he was he was the funny thing is bill who came last was bad mouthing tory who came first right in the in in our in our uh actually was that in the group chat or was that on the maybe that was only with us wait behind my back <laughs> no, when you're in the group chat with you in the euros Remember, he was in the no, in there, but uh, probably behind your back too. He man, he's saucy. He's saucy. But my man came in last man. Did he come in last in our fantasy league too? Between us, uh, I I don't remember. I have to go back and look. But typically, like when we've done it over the years, Bill has done well in the fantasy league and the different formats we've done. But maybe he's slipping. Maybe oh, he's he is definitely wild. slipping. Because I know in one of them we we he definitely came, like he got really good like in the, we had like when the one we had U.S. Runouts we had like five hundred people in it he still finished like top twenty he still finished really good overall but among the hosts he came in fourth out of four people like we are we, dude we are in point and he's quick to talk some shit he likes it he likes his talk he's spicy there's no question he adds that spicy element to our to our flavor. <laughs> It's funny, him and Rory were always going at it too. And I, I believe for US Run Act, Rory's the one who did the best and Bill did the worst. And then now we, uh, we bring Tori on and Bill's talking shit with Tori. And then Tori does the best and Bill does the worst. Dude, again. Bill doesn't get humbled. No matter how bad Bill Arma. does, he doesn't. Bill never gets humbled. He's, he always like, okay, this is the one where I'm going to put everybody in a place. Like you said, Bill has a history of doing well in fantasy leagues. So it's not like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know his shit. He obviously knows his powerlifting. But so of it, we all got passing 50%. Tori got 60. So she does pass. Are you telling <laughs> your teacher how you did? <laughs> it's still a really bad mark. So it's not great. Look at it. It's a C. It's a C or D. But the thing is that we like I gave the points is just one point for if you get it right. So if you got first or you got third right, it's still one point. Whereas maybe we could have, you know, waited it where if you pick the champion right, it's more points. And also, like, you could have picked all three people correctly, but had them in the wrong order and you get zero points. Like, well, you still pick the top three correctly or maybe the top two correctly. But if, like, you just had, you know, one switch mm. over and then you get zero points. So it's it's hard to get, like, you know, three points or, or zero points. It's like we have a lot of ones in there and... um 
the zeros were like the people who also no showed. So we can talk about that. Like with Europeans, I guess some people just, you know, dropped out for whatever reason. Yeah, dude, we, I got, I got murdered on a couple of no shows. We had some injuries. <laughs> I, I, I checked in with Penna and he said Coco was injured. Um, I don't know. I didn't reach out to Rico, but probably injured or something. Like if you're in Europe, the two biggest competitions, and it's tough that they're so close, but the two biggest competitions are Euros and Worlds, right? Um, that's their equivalent to like US Raw Nats would be their Euros. And then, and then the, the Worlds is the Worlds, obviously. So everyone shows up to play. But, they're, but they also have their Nationals to get to Euros. So then it's tough that Euros and Worlds are so close. That's a really quick turnaround for some people. If you had anything lingering going into Worlds like Coco did, when you try to ramp back up really quickly for Euros, it's like, ah, I can't do it. They, they almost should push Euros in Worlds. Well, they will be further apart next year, actually, right? If Euros stays around the same time, Worlds goes back to June, we have a bit more of a spread, I believe, uh, moving forward, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, then it just depends on when each of those countries' uh, nationals is and how difficult it's going to be for them to win their spot. But yeah, looking at 2022, we have, yeah, if things go as planned, that Classic Worlds will be the first week of June in South Africa. And then the Europeans looks like it will be, yeah, end of November, early December in Poland. I thought they were keeping it in September. Does Worlds? it still say that? Yeah. No, you, you, you may have been looking at um, sub-junior and juniors because their plan is to split off the Open classic open into their own where it used to be classic worlds is all combined, mm-hmm. but they had done everything in the second half of the year this year because of COVID and they were hoping to go back to a normal schedule next year. So benches in May and then classic opens in June, but who knows with things getting dragged out, they may push it again. Yeah, who the frick knows, man. Yeah. Cause isn't some shit he- breaking back up again in Europe. And, yeah, and then, yeah, and then with the Classic Open being in South Africa, and Africa in general doesn't have as much uh, uh, rate of vaccination, so we'll see how that is. And then the benches in Kazakhstan, and like for us, for the U.S., like that's the highest level warning for travel advisories for Kazakhstan and South Africa. So we'll see if they keep at that level or what the kind of changes they make in the next six months. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like it's a bad year to be in Africa, <laughs> like next year. It's, it's like we were like, oh, 2020 is a bad year. Now we're like, oh, 2021 is a bad year. Now we're like, oh, 2022 is <laughs> going to be a bad year. It's tough, man. It's tough. That's why I'm so grateful we had a Worlds and, and a Euros because it's international, right? It's one thing to have a Nationals, um, but when it becomes international, man, it's a whole nother – like there's some, there were some people who couldn't show up just at the Worlds because of international travel and COVID. Hopefully they could work things out. If they got a push from June to September or whatever – make the push, you know, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world to make that push. If you got to, uh, I've heard but, that they look for, they've already looked into backup locations for bench and for classic, but I don't know if they've looked into like alternate months to like, just keep it in South Africa and push it three months versus moving it somewhere else. I, they're pretty good at work at contingency plans. Um, so, I mean, they put together this world and, and it got shifted around and, and then the 11th hour ended up at, Alico headquarters and like this isn't ideal but let's make it work so i i mean a lot's riding on it this is the big one so they need to figure it out but uh but anyways this this euros i was gonna say is it felt a little diff felt felt pretty hype like we had some world champions showing up because europe is is really on fire right now right you got people like naomi alibert 
Um, you got Turbo Tiff and you got Leah Bavla, all of them French. And then uh, Penno, world champion as well. Like France, like, like, you know, France got shooters, right? But that's four world champions showing up. Four reigning world champions showing up to, to a European championships. Um, and then uh, who else did we had? Even even like people like... Um, you had Alexander Mark, Erickson. Alexander and, Erickson, yeah. Anatoly. Anatoly was a huge one too. Um, yeah, we had some we had some big people showing up that like so this Euros really felt like star studded, even though we had some people dropping out and some people couldn't make it. Um, so I guess we'll kick it off into the women's. We already started it up. I'll bring up um I have my picks, but I think we were all on the same page with the women's in terms of Turbo Tiff gonna do her damn thing and uh, and win this. She was a heavy favorite coming in. Um, nothing's going to change there. She's like, what was this? Close to 60 kilo ahead from the next competitor. So she really could go all out, go full send, and um, ended off with a 403 total, breaking a world record squat in her second attempt and uh, missed her third squat. That was one kilo over her, th- her second, missed her third bench and missed her third dead. So she had some misses. Wasn't the day she wanted. I know she probably wanted to end up uh, with a four, a four ten range and, and break the world record and, and do something around that range. Um, I know that was around the game plan, but four Oh three for a 20 year old who's only been powerlifting a year is ridiculous to be powerlifting a year and 20 years old to hit four Oh three. It's fucking nuts. She's 5.5 kilo away from, the world record total, I believe. And again, these are legends doing it. And Heather Connor did a 410 unofficial. These are legends in the game for her to be doing what she's doing. It's absolute nuts nonetheless. Um, but there's got to be a little bit of a little bit of critique here. We, we had a little bit of an unbalanced performance here. Miss missed all of her third attempts. Um, and not entirely sure in terms of the attempt selection. 153 on the second world record. And that was, that was a top end for her. And we knew that to 154, one kilo more. What are you guys thinking about that? That to me looks like pretty tight. Like you're going on your top end twice in a row, which is definitely going to drain the tank. And we know the stats don't lie. 67% of the time, when you miss your third squat, you're going to miss your third dead. So it's not so much what the hell. Let's just go ahead and play. Um, If you have goals, it will hurt you later on if you start missing lifts. That one, one kilo more, you're essentially doing world record squat. Like it's, it's, I don't know. Walk me through it. What are you guys thinking? Who wants to go first? Aaron, you're 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 a handler actually at the world championships. Maybe you go first. Uh, oh, I mean, as far as that specific situation, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what they were thinking. I mean, going into the competition, what I was talking about on the previous show was that like. She's had instances before where, like going into world, where she, her squat and training, she has a certain number and is not able to do more than that or even that in the competition. And going in this one, I noticed that she had done like the 90 kilo touch and go bench and it was really difficult. So I was like, hmm, the world record total seems out of reach. And it, it's kind of like uh, amazing that like, yeah, you miss all your third attempts, yet you still break the open world record squat, the junior bench and the junior total. And a 403 total is like ridiculous. It's you know, probably the second highest ever missing all your thirds uh but yeah at the end when they were picking that 167 deadlift after everything had happened they were trying to go for that 408 total which would have been the world record total but if you had gone the 154 squat you would have gotten one more kilo 
but it still wouldn't have made a difference because the, then you couldn't go down to 165 on the deadlift. So whether you had done the 153 or the 154, you still would have had to have taken the 167 on deadlift. So it didn't really give you any benefit to just chip the world record total. All it did was, you know, you would have bumped up your world record squat a little bit more. So not sure if maybe at that point they did the 153 and they just said, let's just bump up a world record squat a little bit more and knew that it wasn't going to help them on the total. Or maybe there was some kind of mistake there. They meant to maybe put in 155.5 or maybe they were meant to do a lighter second attempt. And maybe they put in the 153 for second when they meant to put in third. Who knows? You know what? That's fair enough. It might've been like, yeah, fuck. We made a mistake. Like whether it's a a wrong card went in or um, whether they actually thought they were going to go more than one kilo, but 153 moved a little slower than anticipates. We're like, ah, do a small jump then. And we're allowed to, we're allowed to only go up one kilo because it's a record. So maybe who knows, like there could be full on a story behind it, but um, you're right. However way you split it, like France usually has some pretty good um, handling. So it probably was something small, something unforeseen things happen game time that you can't fully explain, but for a four Oh three to happen, you missed all your thirds is fucking crazy. Like turbo tiff on a bad day is hitting four Oh three now. You know, earlier this year for uh, Turbo Tiff was 370. You know what I mean? So, and now we're talking on a bad day where she's going six for nine and missing all of her thirds. She's breaking world records and hitting a 403. It's crazy. Um, her top end is something special. So we're in the midst of something big here. What were your thoughts there, Tori? Oh, I was just thinking about like what we should bring up Bill's point that if she could have like made those thirds or maybe even just like scratched that third squad if they decided that, the second one, like, or she didn't have much more in her after the second one, then she could have pushed it, like, just a little bit farther on bench and then maybe got all three be- benches and then got all three deadlifts. But like Bill said, the first squat probably took so much out of her. <laughs> and then after that, there was, like, no way she could make up ground to hit that world record total. But it's just, like, playing it, like, it's the attempt game. Like, if she could have gotten, like, went nine for nine and had some left in the tank, like, she could have hit that 410 total or like saved it till deadlifts. That is interesting. And I like how you're, you've become Bill's voice in this now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Support you, Bill. That's right. You got to put all that, this shitty talk. You got to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was about to say, you got to shit talk me and Arian every now and then, if you're going to be Bill, or if you get, if you get spicy, I'm like, that was Bill. And that wasn't Tori talking right now. And, and, and we, we, we forgive you on the spot. Like that was Bill, Bill. told me to say this. Okay. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly if you get in any hot water after the podcast big like, fucking bill give me notes and they're like well that makes sense um but you that is a good that's also does make sense too where you might be like you know we could possibly scratch a third squat if you, if you need to if something got funky but again though sometimes you're like no is a misgroove i got this like you never it's tough right they like, do- is the one kilo worth it you know, you're right. You're right. It's like you're, she could have yeah, got like two and a half on bench instead of pushing right, for right. that one kilo on squat. You know. Yeah. No, so, I, yeah. Yeah. Well. This is true. I do talk to Penna. Maybe he'll give me some background information. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what what they were thinking. I don't think it really would really affect bench, but but I agree with you, Tori, and what Bill was saying that like if you're trying to grind out that 154 and you miss then it takes out for deadlift. And maybe if they did pass on it, then she would have gone because the 162 deadlift moved well and it was only five kilos more. So maybe she would have gotten it. But even then, I, I feel like 
it sets them up well for next year because they could play more conservative next year and just chip the squat, go 153.5 just so you keep up and up the world record squat. Then at that point, you take 87 or 90 on bench, depending on how much stronger she's gotten. And then you only need, uh, you know, potentially 165 or 167.5 on the deadlift and you're at a world record total. Actually, that's not a bad idea at all. So like she doesn't have to make They'll be taking huge, my advice. Yeah, they don't have to make like huge gains to get to the world record. It's just, you know, maybe getting two and a half kilos more on bench to only then have to get two and a half kilos more on deadlift, which may have been there that day anyways. And she's gonna need it because Heather Connor's coming. And the clash between her and Heather is gonna be fucking ridiculously amazing to watch. It's going to be a really good clash. This is mm-hmm. this is gonna showcase the 47s like we haven't seen. Um, when those two go head to head, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I won't get, I'm not going to go into a full <laughs> for a year from now, but that's going to be an absolutely monumental clash that, um, I super duper look forward to. And these ladies are supporting each other. It'll be all love until they hit the platform. And then, and then they're going to, they're going to battle it out and it'll be fucking good. Um, let's also take a look at the, uh, second and thirds here where Karen Angelini of Italy, with a 342.5 and Emma Grenland of Sweden with a 340 and uh, just edging out on body weight, on body weight Lanka of, of Great Britain um, coming in at 340. So it was super tight to get onto that podium in a good scrap. I mean, Turbo Tiff is a special talent and will make these ladies, you know, she's got to spread on these ladies, but doesn't mean these ladies aren't world-class. I mean, they're they're all all scrappy and, and world class competitors, and to get on that podium was tight. It was good to watch, anyway. So, a tight race here. Um, how did we all look when we looked at what we picked? I mean, we we all got the rest of them wrong, but as you see, it was a it was a tight battle. And if you like backtrack it to second attempts, if I'm doing this correctly in my head, really quick, Karen was at three thirty two. Emma was at three thirty two. Uh, Anna was at three thirty two, and Lenka was at. 335 so they were all like just tied in total and Lenka was was uh or sorry she was at 337.5 she was like five five kilos ahead and then it came down to all those final deadlifts karen comes back and gets to 145 moves up to second then Lenka does two and a half kilos more to get into third and then emma's the last one takes seven and a half kilo jump pulls the 152 bumps up into third place so we almost had it right. We almost got, potentially we could have gotten all three right or gotten two right, um, but it was just that nice battle at the end and Karen coming back and getting her Delaf after missing the second one um, kind of messed up the rest of our picks. It's not it's not easy when it's freaking this close, when it's clustered like that. Like, it's not like we're, like our percentages, if I can make excuses, weren't crazy high, but on the flip side, we knew who all the players were. And we were picking the players, right? Like you had said, it's like when it's this close, when there's like a two and a half kilo separating number two to number four, two and a half kilos separated the totals from silver medalist to fourth place. And imagine how tight that is for anybody who's doing any kind of handling and the lifters themselves. I mean, that's gotta be stressful, but, uh, is that all the notes for 47s moving off the 50, 52s? Yeah. <laughs> And 52s is the land of Naomi Alibert, who has stepped up in 2021, something fierce, put up a world record total, 437, or sorry, 36 kilo, um, and, and had briefly a world record deadlift with 196 kilo, which is freaking ridiculous. 
ridiculous with these ladies, the kind of weight that they're shifting. But one of the storylines we got to say, another French, and man, France has got some killer teams in the women's. Um, Rico Shizuka, or yeah, yeah, Rico, or sorry, Shizuka Rico, Rico's the last name. We were talking about earlier how she it was dicey for her to get 185. She'd keep, she kept missing 185 for her final deadlift, 185 kilo, which is uh, 407 pounds for our, our friends in Freedom Units. And we were wondering, she had bombed out at girl power, missing 185, and she'd missed 185 so many times previously, where it was like, can she rally back? And where should they open her? They ended up opening her at 180. Fair enough. And I remember talking to Penn and Penn is like, she has a world record deadlift in her. You have no idea how good her deadlift is when her day is on. But when her day is off, she could literally bomb out with 185. And she's capable of so much more. All said and good, all, all done and good in the gym. But can she do it on the platform? Well, today, she, that day, she did it on the platform. 196.5 kilo world record in the 52 kilo class. How many, how, what, what's that in freedom units there? that's like 430 something and i think it's like 3.8 times your body weight so getting close to four times body weight absolutely ridiculous breaking the world record well above 185 kilo which she had been missing of 196 and a half totally lived up to the bill and took the bronze or sorry took the silver medal in the world record um despite the fact that she missed two squats and missed her third bench so what turned out a good day where she's breaking world records, taking the silver first started out. She's missing squats, only got her opener, uh, missed her third bench and then ended up rallying. And then uh, plume Deckers from the Netherlands living up. We had said, watch out for her at the world record for a possible world record in squats. A girl then lit us down 161 kilo taking the squat world record. And uh, I'm going to pull out a calculator because I know there's a lot of our, our friends that don't follow kilos, if you can, if if you can believe it, that's like three fifty five. Three fifty five for a hundred fourteen pound woman. What were your guys' thoughts on the fifty twos, Tori? What were you thinking about the fifty twos? Um, I thought it was really exciting that Rico finally got those three deadlifts, yeah. and her total, like she can definitely push Naomi. Um, and I mean. She's a really good squatter too. She just like she missed those squats on depth. So like they moved well. So if she could have kept up on squats there and like made that second bench or that third bench, maybe she could have pushed a little bit harder on deadlift and like she would be right there. You know, if if Naomi would have missed one or two lifts, like Rico's already ahead. So I mean, we're saying like Naomi is the best like the queen of the 52s but like Rico is also amazing and she's like she's right there like she just needs to have a really good day for real yeah like she would have added on 12 like 10 to 12 and a half kilo in squats if she would have got those squats in um and she could squat it, it's she her total is artificially low at 419 what are we talking mm-hmm. about here and if she has a pull like that if she needs to pull for the win you're in trouble now, Naomi's saying, hey, I got a pretty big pull myself. <laughs> here's, here's what's also exciting. Both these ladies are from France, so they can't get away from each other. Just making the French team, if you're 52 kilo, is a nightmare. 
If you're a 52 kilo lifter in France, you got to be like, I'm either cutting down to 47 or moving up to 57 or 40, yeah, 47 or moving up to 57 because getting through to the 52 kilo team is a nightmare with those two ladies there. Try bumping out Rico or Alibert. Good luck with that. Both of these ladies, any given time, could be the best 52s in the world and are doing things we've never seen done at 52. And we've had some monsters at 52 like Joy Namani. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it was a hell of a show. Uh, Arian, what do you think of my friend? Yeah, I mean, we, for this weight class, all of us got the top three right correctly. So it kind of went the way we expected. And the only difference was that, like, yeah, Worlds, it seemed like it was a much closer battle where Shizuka tried to pull for the win. And people were like, oh, man, she might actually, like, pull this off and get the upset. Versus this one, because of how much she lost in the squat, her total was a bit behind, but she at least was able to get the redemption on deadlift and come away with the world record deadlift at the very end. But yeah, like Tori was saying, like, you know, if, she, if, if let's say Shizuka got 155 on the squat, she'd only be two and a half kilos behind on squat, two and a half kilos behind on bench, let's say if she can get the 80. And then at that point, you just need to pull for the win, five kilos more and pull for the win. So it'll be interesting battle going forward if she can get the squat down. And also, like you said, it's going to be difficult to win the 52s at, well, at French Nationals and at, at Worlds, but maybe at other events like Europeans, if Shizuka had just gone up the 57s, she could have maybe won. Maybe without a weight cut, she would have gone 155, and then she would have been at 429. She would have won the 57. So maybe they'll play some strategy certain years with Europeans, see what the nominations are like, and just bump one of them up to 57 so they can win both those weight classes. Possibly. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see because I know – yeah, it depends too. Like, I think Rico, because Naomi Alibert is a, is a reigning world champion. When you show up at Euros, I get it. It's the European Championships. It's no longer the World Championships. But if you can beat the reigning world champion, it's that's a fucking huge. You didn't win worlds, but you just beat the world champion in an international competition. That's a huge feather in your cap. There might be something there where she's like. I don't want to move. I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not want to be the one that moves up. You know, she can move up, but I, I'm not budging. There might be something there. There might be some unfinished business. Um, but uh, can you, here's another thing. These ladies are facing off French nationals, worlds, and euros three times a year. The two best 52s in the world face off. That's freaking crazy. You know what I mean? They can't get away from each other. Like this is, this is like Sean Noriega and, or sorry, Russell Lorry and, Whoever you think the, the second best 83, I guess it's uh, Delaney Wallace now. But anyways, you get the point. Imagine those two. Imagine someone like that. Imagine, imagine Russell Orhe and Brett Gibbs clashing three times a year every year. It's like, holy shit, is that pressure every time you hit the platform? <laughs> You're going to say something, Tori? You look like you were going to say something. Oh, I was just... Well, you always have to be prepared then, like year-round. <laughs> it's just weird to think. Like yeah. neither of them can slip up because I mean whoever's slipping up is gonna come second. So and and they actually met, I think, four times because they're both at girl power. I mean, it's crazy. These people, that's where maybe Erie and you're right. Maybe if they go to Rico and they're like, Do you want to move up? She might be like, Yeah, fuck it. We face each other three, four times. <laughs> you know, like one time I could collect a European title and just be like, Yeah, whatever, I'll move up. But um, not that it's a you know for sure thing to collect a European title, but possibly anyways. But, um, and then uh, obviously Plume Decker is breaking that world record. She ended up with a 406 
in the 52s, a very respectable 406. And um, speaking of the 57, should we move along to the 57s? Do it, lady and gentleman. Were a Melissa Hexler from Great Britain. Britain's got shooters. I can't tell you. Listen, <laughs> you know, in the community, you start building a bit of a culture. When in one of the podcasts, I don't, I don't even know who said France got shooters. Who, who said it first on this podcast? Was it Bill? I thought it was you. It might be me, but <laughs> it might be me. But um, so it became a thing, and then we're all doing pictures and stuff like that at Worlds, and we're France got shooters. France got shooters became a thing. Then at this Euros, something kicked off with Britain, and I'm going to have to eat my crow about Britain, but kicked off with me and Britain, <laughs> team Britain. And um, do you know how many times in people's captions, uh, stories, and then sliding in my DMs, I got Britain's got shooters. Britain's got shooters. Britain's got shooters. It became a thing, man. Uh, but man, Britain has shooters. And among them is Melissa Hexter, Winning the 57 kilo European title. This is her first international title um, going eight for nine, a 427 and a half kilo total. Donna Berglund of Sweden with a 424. And then um, from the Netherlands, Mylin <laughs> van der Speck, I believe is how we pronounce her last name. If I got that wrong and you guys want to jump in, but van der Speck finishing off with a 402.5 and taking the bronze medal and just off the platform there five kilo away jody cook from great britain and from france agnes alves what do you guys think of the 57s i was talking to melissa by the way let me give a couple, little bit of notes here uh, melissa we had mentioned last time every now and then she's going to school in the u.s she has her pilot's license and uh, a fascinating person and she said this is probably going to be her last one in the 57s so if you're going to go out, her first international competition win, she said it's a, it's a pretty big cut. Sick of being a string bean. Wants to smash some weights, move up to the 63, <laughs> see what happens. So who knows, man? She moves into 63. Some people feel a lot stronger. And all of a sudden, their total just balloons from there. So we'll see what happens. Keep an eye on Melissa um, as she moves into the 63s and got her, her first international competition win there. What were you guys thinking? I mean, she looked really strong. Her third squat looked insanely easy. So, I mean, I think she could have bumped up her total even a little more there. But um, where was Donna Berlin was? Oh, yeah, Donna was super close as well, and she had a really good day. Her third bench moved insanely fast as well. So um, it was a pretty tight battle between the two of them. And then I... I didn't, I don't know where Mylene was on our, like, not on the nomination list. Cause I didn't have her in like my top five picks at all. How about you, Erin? She floated under your radar, sir. Uh, let me pull up the nominations real quick, but I know we had, all of us had Olga somewhere in the top three and she didn't right. show oh, up. So yeah. again, that's, that's another one that up. messed us up, but I'm pulling up the nomination real quick to say where Mylene, she was eighth with a 382.5 kilo nominated total. So she bumped up 20 kilos Damn. and was able to move up. Where some of these other other lifters, they all went down either because they just didn't have a real number in there or maybe they underperformed. Like, for example, Sunito is nominated sixth at 405.5, but she ended up with 367.5. So that's another one, I guess, where, like, if you didn't go – if you only looked at, like, let's say a top three or top five, looked up what their train numbers were and try and pick off of that, there could have been someone in between six and ten – 
that was really uh, that should have been on your radar. So maybe on uh, certain one of these meets, you really have to go far down the list and like look at what everyone's numbers, legit numbers are in competition and what their training numbers are. Because yeah, Mylene sneaked in from eighth to third. It happens. Yeah, okay. for 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 Melissa, I was also gonna throw in there. I had mentioned how she had like switched coaches, so we didn't know um, what kind of plan they would come with and numbers. It looks though like I. Uh, British national, she did a 155 squat. So it looks like they purposely went more conservative. Maybe, you know, they weren't sure where squat strength was at um, with being under a new coach and all that kind of stuff like that, traveling, everything, whatever else she has going on in her life. So yeah, they only did the one for 47. Um, Tori said it was easy, but that's all they needed to produce the total that they wanted. Um, Donna obviously did really well getting that world record bench, but just her Della flags too much that uh, Melissa was able to, you know, just stay ahead on deadlifts. And then Donna couldn't get the final deadlift. If I remember correctly, it was, it was close. I don't know if they went to the jury uh, for it or not, but that would have changed, changed things because who would have known if she had gone it or gotten overturned, then Melissa would have to have gone for another one on a third and try and, you know, pull to get the position back. Um, and then, like you said, it'll be, it'll be interesting with Melissa's last meet at 57s going to 63s, how much her numbers will bump up, especially that bench, because, one, I know Donna has the world record, but one ten bench at fifty seven is strong, and she's yeah. done one. She's done one twelve point five before fifty seven. So who knows? Going up to sixty threes, maybe she's like up to one twenty. Maybe if you get a really big uh, bench, she gets up to one twenty five. I know a lot of people like to compare to Jen Thompson for the sixty threes, but like if you take her one forty five bench out, a one twenty to one twenty five bench in the sixty threes is, is pretty ridiculous. So yes. interesting to see how she does. 100%. Uh, to put it in perspective, 115 kilo took gold in the bench press event at 63 at these euros. So she moves up to 63. She's automatically going to be, you know, competitive. And um, I, I, who knows? If, if some of her lifts had dipped a little bit, um, maybe this weight got starting to be like, you know what, this, because uh, she obviously at the end decided that was the last one. What a way to go out if you're going to leave a weight class, cap it off with a win. But yeah, maybe it's like the weight cut's starting to get a little too much. And here's the side effect of weightlifting you put on muscle mass. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just the way it goes. You're not, it's the longer you lift the weights, the more muscle mass you're going to put on. Um, so there it is. And uh, you guys want to move on to the 63s? Sure. Okay. And no major surprise. We all had, in terms of who we had at the top, um, Iris, a medalist at the world championships, clinching, clinching the European title. The total went down a little bit, uh, missed a couple lifts here and there, one for three in the squats, uh, two for three in the deadlifts. So it wasn't the, the best day, but she pieced together what she needed like a veteran. Uh, and she is a veteran in the international scene for a 482.5, taking the gold medal. Um, Pantia of Austria taking with a 472.5, taking the silver medal. And Annie Nelson of Great Britain grabbing another medal for Britain with a 467 and a half. Um, we, we had Iris. We weren't all together on. I had Annie with the silver and Pantia with the bronze. And they ended up flip-flopping there. What were some of the takeaways you had? Um, Tori, you want to go first? Yeah, I think like we mentioned in the previous show, Iris has been competing like back to back to back for like a year. So I think this was just that that final meet where she's like, like she needs a break for a bit. So like that's when you start 
missing lifts and stuff, especially as a veteran, like you would expect someone like her to just keep chipping away or going like eight for nine, nine for nine consistently. But she was like missing her squats was just like something we haven't seen from her before. So, but she, like you said, she was still able to pull off the win. So, I mean, still a really good day, but yeah. um, I think it was Pantea that we were talking about the weight cut. We were arguing that if she could, where she was going to place because she had to lose like six pounds. So it looks like she pulled it off really well. <clears throat> um, yeah, she she did miss her third bench and her third her third squat, but she'll be one to look out for, I think, in the future for the 63s. I mean, these I got all my picks right, so I'm happy here. I yeah. um, had Annie in third as well. So, and she did exactly how I expected her to do. <laughs> If you're paying attention, what do you think, Arian? Yeah, I was going to say, Tori and I both got all our picks oh. right. <laughs> Bill and Ryan, you're the ones who had uh, Annie second and Pantea third, so you got the champ right, and then you just flipped the second and third. Um, as far as Iris, yeah, I was watching that session live, and the way she squats, uh, I guess, like, you know, if you just don't get the dip right or if the calls are tough that day, then you're going to get called for depth. So her opener, she looked shocked when she turned around and saw red is uh, I guess maybe they thought that she didn't dip down enough and her dip kind of maybe stopped right at parallel rather than pushing down further. So they played it smart, came back to the same weight, went down deeper, and you can clearly tell it was deeper and it looked more difficult. Uh, they figured, I guess, they could jump to 187 because it looks like she did 190 at Worlds, which is her PR. And then if, I, if I'm correct, 187 again, she got called for depth, and I think she was surprised on that one again. So that kind of uh, hurt her as far as a PR total, but... She went and got in three benches, got a PR bench. She did 112 at, at Worlds, got 115. So that's great. And bench usually is the one that recovers faster. So maybe with all the weights, all the meets and all the weight cuts and everything like that, her bench is still progressing. And then the deadlift again, she just didn't have anything enough, I guess. She matched the same attempts as Worlds, but just couldn't get the 192 this time. So she ended up totaling less, but like we had figured... Um, she was going to win even with the lower total. With Pantea, I think she was nominated at 480. She ended up at 472. So we figured, you know, the weight cut would hit a little bit and it hit on the squat and bench, whereas her Delph and training was looking good and then the competition looked good. And it was a little bit of a battle at the end for second, third, fourth from looking at it was because Annie didn't get the 202 on her second. So she was actually, you know, at 455 on second attempts. So Stina from Finland pulls to go ahead of her. And then Annie has to come back and do the 202 to get back on the podium and get into second place. And then Pantea had to just take a five kilo jump, 190 to 195, in order to move from third back into second on body weight um, because Annie had her on lighter body weight. So it was a nice little back and forth there. And Annie getting the 202 uh, helped us out with getting our picks correctly. And then the, the only other thing I noticed too was uh, unfortunately Sophia Grandstad. Uh, bomb down on squats i don't know exactly where she would have been if she had gotten that uh, as far as the total but at that point they just went for a medal and they pulled for the bronze medal delif on, on the second attempt and tried for the gold medal delif on the third attempt she just wasn't get it so at least she came, came away with a delif medal that's it man i remember um team canada Fovi uh bouchard bombed on same thing bombed on squats and then took the exact same thing, actually took one bench. And then they were like, we're going to make a move on the deads. And I think she even took a medal. Um, if I, I think she took also took a bronze medal. So, I mean, whatever it is, what it is. You come home with a nice trinket, a medal's a medal at an international competition. 
moving on to the 69s, which had the queen of the 63s. And obviously it's Leah Bavwa of France. Not only is she the queen of the 63s, winning the 63 kilo world title, but now breaks the world record deadlift in the 69 kilo class, both for squats and then, well, she broke in her second attempt and rebroke in her third, and also breaking the total with the 69 kilo class. So, Leah Bavwa, a queen in two different weight classes, not the world champion, two different weight classes, but a queen in two different weight classes. Uh, really putting on a clinic, the 2021 starting to turn into the Leah Bavwa show when it comes to powerlifting, um, missed her first squat 190 on depth. Uh, they went up five and a half kilo nonetheless, and then went up another five kilos. So it looks like, or sorry, 10 kilos. So it looks like they somewhat stuck to the plan, I think. Um, and she never missed another lift beyond that. Ivana Horna ends up with a 505 in the silver medal. Um, Ivana missing her last deadlift and missing her third bench. And then we have Susanna Argyle of Great Britain taking the bronze with a 482.5. What did you think of this one, Arian? This is another one that we uh, we, looks like we all did well on. I got them all, looks like me, Tori, got them all right. Bill also got them all right. And you did. We all went went perfect on this one. (laughs) So, I mean, this one was the one where it was, yeah, kind of to be expected as far as Leah winning. We just didn't know what kind of numbers she put up. It looks like she totaled exactly the same that she did at Worlds. Um, just getting an extra, you know, half a kilo on squat, it looks like, and then matching the bench and then half a kilo less on deadlift. So basically she ran the same numbers just without the weight cut and a new weight class, which is good enough to, you know, get the world record on the squat, the world record on the total continental record on the deadlift. So pretty solid day. She won the, the best lifter as well, which we had predicted. So we got, we, uh, you know, overall great day for her and kind of what we expected. And then Ivana kind of was what we were hoping for too. Is like, okay, not doing the weight cut is not going to hurt her as much, especially on the squat. And she ended up putting up a, a nice total. We all, I think we all kind of predicted she'd go over 500 kilos and that's what we, she did. And then, uh, you know, Britain got shooters, man. We had all pick Susanna for, uh, for third place. And uh, she just kind of like cruised on squat and bench press. And then by Delaf was pretty much over. No one else could really catch her. Um, looking at it real quick. Yeah. She was up by 20 kilos, even that last Delaf don't really matter. Yeah. Look like, um, also Leah didn't gain weight for this. The plan is to go back to 63. If anyone's listening or wondering, sorry, if anyone's listening, if anyone's <laughs> wondering, um, so she weighed in at 65.15, which is what she is normally. Um, she just usually obviously water cuts, puts the water back in. The plan is to go back to 63. So moving ahead, the former world champion Gara from Italy will be returning. And we were all anticipating the two big 63s in the world is Leah Bavwa and uh, Corolla Gara clashing at the world championships. Gara unfortunately took an injury and did not participate at the European championships, but Holy moly, Heather Connor versus turbo Tiff is going to be an amazing clash and Leah Bavwa and Corolla Gara is going to be an amazing clash in the 63 kilo class. Both of them think there's unfinished business. Gara is an undefeated world champion. Leah Bavois is an undefeated world champion. When I mean undefeated, meaning they won the world titles and hadn't lost it. So they're both like, we got to settle this thing. It's war of the worlds. We'll see how it goes in 2022. But 
hopefully neither one of them gets hurt and COVID stays in place and we see that clash happen. The, 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 the only interesting part will be is that um, not only has Karolagar won the classic side, but she just won the equip side as well, beating out uh, Larissa Solovyova, who was like the dominant person that weight class. She's won world games. She won best lifter uh, all the time. And she was like one of the highest Wilkes points before they had switched ever in history and everything like that. So she wins the equip side too. So now she's won the classic and equip. But the other part of that is that then she gets to go to the world games in July. And if they keep the classic in June, it'll be interesting to see if she does both. Um, if she cuts down for both, if she passes on the classic to focus on winning the world game. So we might miss out on another year. Hopefully not, but potentially. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is one of the only times where I'm hoping COVID actually pushes this thing back. <laughs> so we save a couple clashes because yeah. we need to see Gara versus Leah Babwa. I mean, that is going to be such a good battle. Um, but we'll see. What do you think, Tori? What are you thinking about the 69 kilo class? I, I think it's just so interesting how, well, I wonder if Leah is going to just keep switching between 63 and 69 just to like keep breaking the records in both classes. I do, like, I do want to see her fill out the 69 at some point, like to push even further. Um, but obviously if she wants to keep competing 63, then that's going to keep happening and she can probably push the numbers there as well. But I heard she's working with some great coaches now. <laughs> Oh yeah. So <laughs> she's with the strength guys. You two guys are strength guys, coaches. So it's only up from here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at, um, I, I wouldn't, as much as I'd like to see her go 69, just like, I mean, for real full send throw on the body weight, go 69. I do want to see more 63 though. Like I'm not joking. Yeah. Her, I guess we need the battles. So. Her versus Gara. <laughs> the night before I'm going to be like, Holy shit, here we go. Like it's good. It, that is a clash. You know, at world, sometimes you got those showdowns like Brett Gibbs versus whether it's John hack or Russell or or whatever. And you're like, Holy fuck, this is the big one. That will be two reigning world champions. And Leah's a reigning world champion. Gara's a reigning world champion in the equipped. Like she missed, she missed the classic, but she got the equipped in like, these are world champions who aren't losing on the world stage yet. They ha- and they're going to clash in their prime. It's very rare in sports you get it. It's a beautiful thing. It's got to happen. You know, I don't want neither one of them. Do this at Euros, fine. Have fun. Smash world records. Let's make that happen. You know, I, I hope it does. We'll see what, we'll see what that goes down. Um, and uh, any other notes you want to say before we move on to Sunny Sixes? I was just going to say, too, for Leah, maybe she feels like it's even aside from uh, Corolla Gara that she has unfinished business in the weight class because I think maybe she was still disappointed with that third squad at Worlds, not getting the 210. And she probably thinks that she can still improve her total and get stronger in the 63s before she has to move. So why not push numbers further? And and also, it's like a thing like, you know, you win win a title, you win a championship – but then it's a different thing like coming in, like defending your title or winning multiple titles. So, yeah, she's won one. Maybe now she wants to come back and defend it, show that she's legit. Maybe get that uh, squad up higher, get that total up higher, put up to a big number, 550 plus, And then at that point, then maybe say, okay, now I'll try out the 69 kilo class. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You could build a bit of a dynasty. Put together, like, if you scrap through three world titles, all right, now we're talking, like, then you move up. And to get the three... You're going to have to deal with people like Gara, you know, and another Gara, Gara came out of nowhere on us in 2019. 
and shocked a lot of people. Another person's going to come along in a couple of years. You know this, it happens. Uh, powerlifting sparking up all over the place. So, you know, stick around for three and you'll have some massive showdowns. And then when you've done that for three years straight, and you're like, boom, done. I've said all I need to say and then move up to 69. And every now and then she can move up on, at the European Championships and try to wear, take a, a record or whatnot. Um, and we'll see what happens. But uh, speaking of, the 76s, we had a previous 69 kilo silver medalist at Worlds with Mark Jenner of Norway, barely over her previous body weight, coming in at 70.5 kilo. So she's a water cut away from 69 kilo herself, but registering a 530 kilo total. Um, it's So it's obviously good enough to take the gold medal in the European Championships and also hints at what she might bring to the 69 kilo class when she returns to the 69 kilos. Um, a 1.5 kilo cut is not going to rattle that total much. I expect, as a matter of fact, in 2022, that total to no, just go up. So 530, it leaves, you know, what can she be capable of in 2022 if she starts pushing that up to 535, 540? You know, she's a threat. She's a major threat in the 69 kilo class. This was a preview of what Jenner's capable of. And she's capable of a lot with a 530 total. Um, also, just missing her third bench. So if she could piece it together, I mean, that's two and a half more kilos she might have put on that day. Also, our girl Sophia Ellis hitting a 500.5 kilo total, um, doing a big 230.5 kilo deadlift. That's a European record taking the silver medal. Like I promised, I'd said on the preview show <laughs> previously, she, she, the form, she had more than we had seen previously. And on that day, she went nine for nine. I knew she was capable of tipping over the 500 kilo mark. And, um, you know, she, her deadlift, what can I say? Uh, 230.5. She's got a monster dead on her and is always going to be a threat. So Great Britain grabbing the silver medal and Great Britain grabbing the bronze medal with Emily Greenway in a 482.5 kilo total. Um, what were your thoughts, Tori, of the 76s? Um, well, it looked like it was kind of a runaway for, for Marta. But after that, like, all the girls that came below, like, from 4th to 11th, like, they were all battling for positions, especially 4th. Like, it looks like she tried to pull into 3rd and then 4th tried to pull um, – or 5th tried to pull pull into 4th. But, I mean, like, missing those 3rd deadlifts, like, you can tell how it just kind of rattles up everything. Um I got my picks right, so this is exactly how I thought it was going to play out. <laughs> well, all of us once again got our picks right, Tori. Nice. So that's why I wanted to do the, the, the women's preview first. Like these are the ones where we we got a lot of them correctly. This one kind of like I agree with Tori. Went went as we expected uh, with Marta kind of being uh, you know uh, having a little bit of a lead, and it looks like yeah she did three kilos more on squat. She benched the same as Worlds, and then two and a half kilos more on deadlift. And it looks like World, she missed the 217 and had to come back and get the 217 for the placing. So this time where she didn't have to worry so much about the placing, she was able to get 220. So it'll be, like you said, interesting to see with a very small cut developing for another year, if she can you know, bump up the bench a little bit more, bump up the delf a little bit more, maybe get to 535, 540. Um, I know she'll be right there in contention for that title. 
for Sophia, yeah, we figured she'd bounce back on bench because it was like a little technical thing at Worlds, and that she'd have a big pull as well, be able to put up a five kilo, 500 kilo total. She did 500.5. And then, yeah, the interesting battle was at the end for third is like Emily had the weaker deadlift, so she pulled the 200 to get her total. And then Leah from Germany tried to do a big pull to take bronze, didn't get it. And then Nino from Georgia tried to do a world record pull, 231, it looks like, to get the bronze, and she couldn't get it either. So... Nice little battle there at the end for the third place placing and team great brand, man. <laughs> dude, dude, I know, man. Um, and yeah, I love it when everybody's pulling for the podium at the end. Eh? There's nothing quite like when you're live at the venue and, and everyone's jockeying for position, comes down to the last deadlift, and everybody's fighting for that podium finish. There's nothing quite like it loading up and like, okay, pulling for the bronze, pulling for the bronze, or pulling for silver. Like it, the podium's getting shaken up or something like it bumped off. You see crazy things happen. Uh, moving into the 84s in from Iceland, Kristen Thorhall's daughter with a 560 kilo total, um, well ahead of the rest of the pack. So she was fairly secure, hitting all of her lifts except for her last deadlift, which was a 230.5. Um, Katja from Den from Denmark coming in with a, a 502.5, winning on body weight, a battle on the podium. So if Kristen was well ahead for the gold, there was still a battle for that silver medal. And just eking out on body weight over Eleanor from Sweden, who matched that total. And both of those ladies going nine for nine on the podium. Arian, talk to me, sir. Yeah, for this one, all three of us got the top three correctly. And it was a close battle, like you said, with the second and third getting 502.5 and it coming down to body weight. Just wanted to point out on this one that in our sheet, Bill put in Eleanor for third. But I went back and listened because I was like, wow, Bill is always making wild picks. And he picked Heidi actually for third place on the the preview show. Wait a second. Wait a second. He's a cheater. Dude, hold on. Because in our group chat, um, and this is the one with you in it, Tori. He accused me of being a cheater. He accused me of doing exactly what he did. Do you remember? And and listen, I, po- I, I posted the audio clip in our group chat and the picture, and he did not reply to it. So he didn't even give us an excuse for why he changed his pick. Son of a bitch. I can't <laughs> believe it. I am outraged. Not only did he come in last, but he actually cheated to come in last. And that is what really bothers me. Holy but, shit, Bill. But going back to the, the two lifters, Katja and Eleanor, it was I didn't watch this one live. Um, I was running a meet on Sunday. I forgot which day this was. But it looks like it was interesting strategy on deadlifts where Eleanor, the third place lifter, had the lower lot number, but they opened up heavier. So first it was Katja and then Eleanor. But for whatever reason, this, this, uh, the team I was coaching her for Eleanor picked the same second attempt. So then they're both at 207, and now the order flips because of lot number. So Eleanor lost her advantage of being able to watch the deadlift. She got to watch the opening uh, deadlift, Ooh. but then they switched the order because they both put in the same attempt. Now Ketcha gets to watch Eleanor's delf on a second attempt. And maybe on that day, Eleanor just wasn't as strong. Looking at the third attempts, it looks like, you know, Katja was very confident in their deadlift because they just put in a big number and was able to get the 222.5. But I wonder if... They had put in 210 for Eleanor, and she had pulled second on the second attempts and got to see what they were doing. Then maybe it would have played out any differently there at the very end. But maybe on the flip side, Eleanor would have been gassed out going 210 then trying to do 212 or 215. So um, interesting little battle there at the end. 
I wonder, like Sweden doesn't make a lot of mistakes when it comes to handling, but they are human. I, who knows though? On the same yeah. token, you might be right where they might be. They might be like, I am, I don't have it on deads today. And yeah. if you load up 210, that, and then you load up 212, I won't even get 212. Like if you load up 210, that might be the last one. And they're like, fuck. Well, we can do 207 so you can still get a 212, but you're going to lose the optive of being able to see her coming. And then I mean, who knows if they're like, well, you got 60 seconds. What are we doing here? Like you're, who knows, right? But Sweden doesn't make a lot of mistakes when it comes to handling. So maybe a conversation yeah. like that happened. Yes. Yeah, so I wonder if the, yeah, they, they just weren't that confident in the deadlift that they had to take 207. They weren't confident with 210. Um, and we didn't see the actual attempts to see how easy or hard they were. Maybe right. they thought catch a second attempt wasn't that difficult, but you know, sometimes people have a lot more in them. You don't know how much they can grind out stuff like that. So who knows what happened there? Either way, as it turns out, catch ahead a big, pretty big two twenty two point five. She was going to pull last. Like she pulled 10 kilo more. So she was going to pull last on her third. Um, and yeah, it is what it is. What are you thinking, Tori? Um, it's just weird that like Heidi was, she's so far behind. So it's strange that like Katja didn't just try to pull like herself, like something that she would have thought Eleanor wouldn't be pulling. I mean, depending on how the second looked for Eleanor, I like, I didn't see it either, but if, if she was like, oh, Eleanor probably is this, like her coaches or her handlers probably would have could have seen this deadlift and thought Eleanor has like this much left. So this is what we're going to put on for Cacho. But like, it looked like they still played it safe, you know? And even if they didn't play it safe, like they would have still had third in the bag because Heidi was so far behind. So that's what's like just a little bit confusing for me. Like I probably just would have loaded up like <laughs> something well, crazy that I knew would have like put me in second. For Eleanor, you mean? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's what Tori meant. Like, there was no risk in putting 210 and missing it twice and falling oh, off the podium. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. If if she did go 210 instead and then said, fuck it, let's go full send because, yeah, I, I yeah. know it's threatening my bronze. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, um, I, you know, I didn't see it live, so I don't know if they thought, you know, Heidi might cover a ground, although that's a lot of ground that she would have had 40 kilos. There's mm-hmm. no way she's covering that ground. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. This <laughs> so is like, you want to talk to the handlers. Like, why did you do this? Yeah. It, like, it could have been for team points or something, but like, it wouldn't have been many points going from 207 to 212. So yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to message them. Cause like, also we don't know what all these teams, like not only do we not know how they do their coaching at worlds, but also we don't know how they do their coaching at Europeans. Like maybe, so head coaches come to Worlds and handle everyone and pick all the attempts. But maybe for Euros, they give some more freedom to, like, their personal coach. And sometimes maybe they're not there for the session. So maybe, like, um, you know, Carolina and Oscar, like, weren't there for the session. It was just a personal coach. We have no idea. Because they're killers. You know, Team Sweden's handling are killers. Um, but, I mean, look at it. Even if they were there, people do make mistakes they have the best of the best are going to make you do enough competitions you're going to make you're going to fumble the ball we had one time um i forget who we had on but it was all killers for for handlers and we all gave stories about like one time you put in the wrong attempt like fuck that was a mistake and it was it was bad um so it is what it is 
84 plus. And uh, our girl from France, Emily Mergier, with a 623. Um, and going, she missed her her uh, third squat, but this time going three for three in the deadlifts and taking the title. Uh, a 623 is a very good total. And Emily Leach of Sweden with a 615, also another very good total. And Daria finishing off with a 600 kilo total. Um, is this how you thought it would go, Arian? No, this is the one where, where we all only got Emily Leach, Leach correctly in second place. And we all got first and third backwards. And I had picked Emily Measure to win Worlds. And she disappointed me. So I flipped my pick this time and picked Daria to win Euros and, and Emily Measure to get uh, third. And I got disappointed again because Emily Measure showed up. She got the world record bench press. And she put up the monster total. It looks like she didn't have any issues with her Della lockout, which bumped up her total a lot. And uh, Daria underperformed a little bit. I didn't get to see this one either so i don't know how close daria's third squat was because she lost 15 kilos right there so i don't know if that was like depth or if you just straight up missed it but at least she still came away with the uh junior world record bench press and some continental junior records in the squat and total so she's another one of those very young ones we thought she was going to show up and get first but just getting bronze at europeans games from world records is good momentum going forward yeah and that 15 kilo hurts her hard because um she is lighter in body weight it would have been a possible silver medal in the open when she is a junior. It is what it is. You know, it's a 15 kilos, quite the jump for, I mean, it is whatever. Maybe she's comfortable doing 15 kilo jump. She jumped 20 kilo from her opener. So maybe she likes those kind of jumps, a stark contrast from Emily from France, who did a two and a half kilo jump to her third. What were you thinking, Tori? Yeah, so Daria actually missed her third on depth, but it moved oh. really fast. So, and yeah, with that big jump, like, I mean, she lost 15 kilos right there. So, um, like, she went back and made her benches and then did what she could on, on deadlifts. But, like, these three girls were so close. But when they're making big jumps like that, it's like, you make one mistake and, like, yeah. then you're behind. Um, and then I think... Emily just had a like a really good day and she's a well-rounded lifter so that solidified her for first but it looks like um Emily tried to pull into first on her third and then she ended up like just dropping it at lockout so yeah it looks like Emily Leach did 245 at worlds and then yeah she missed the 250 here so yeah just dropped it so it was like it was super close it's just unfortunate for Daria on that on the squats I'm telling you you add in the mix Brittany Schlater it's quite the battle in there <laughs> and uh and Bonica's coming back I believe and hopefully if these ladies keep upping their totals we could have some big clashes in 2022 um we'll see how it shakes up but they are gaining steam they're getting stronger and their totals are all going up we're, we're seeing consistently these ladies are hitting over 600 uh throw Brittany back in the mix and these ladies are hitting like they're going to go deeper and deeper. The whole podium is going to be deeper into the 600 kilo class or 600 kilo total. So it, we're getting better and better in the 84 plus. It's going to be more and more competitive at the world championships, which is good because previously it was Bonica's show and, it was, and, and that was that. And it's always nice to have some clashes and, and make her scrap it out for it. Um, so there it is. Any notes you want to give in terms of the juniors for the ladies? Before we wrap up the women's, 
Um, well, I think for the 63s, we had a flip from Worlds with uh, Bernardi and... Man, uh, who, who it still hurts it? my N- heart. Naldi? Or... Bernardi bombed, but had a fucking... Oh, really? mon- yeah, but had a monster squat, 186 world record squat, um, a 215 kilo deadlift, so has a big deadlift. Um, Chiara Bernardi of Italy is a fucking monster. She's had... I know she's, I think she's hit a 507 and a half as a 63 kilo junior. So she's competitive in the open. You know what I mean? Like this is like, she's getting close to Sam Calhoun numbers as a junior. So she's super strong, but bombed on bench. I didn't see the bench. I seen her, her I reposted her other lifts though. So she had an unbalanced day where she had a bad bench, but had a phenomenal deadlift and squat session, but unfortunately bombed. But her counterpart from Italy, and Italy's got shooters too, Serenaldi um, taking the record, or sorry, taking the title, European title with a 483 and a half, like you said. And she's also somebody that you got to watch out for because she's competitive in the open as well. Yeah, I was going to throw in there too, kind of like Tori said, for the 69 kilo class that flipped from Worlds as well, where uh, Clara Peyrod came back and was able to win that one, where I was at Worlds. Uh, she had the biggest deadlift and just couldn't put together enough deadlifts to, you know, pull off the win. And so she just barely lost out, comes back for Europeans, kind of another battle again down to the deadlifts. But this time she was able to pull the 207 deadlift at the very end for a junior world record deadlift, junior world record in the total and get the win. Yeah. And her and Agnes Rudin seem to be from Sweden, who is the reigning world champion. Looked like we got a bit of a a rivalry here. Um, Just two kilos separates them. And if you were watching that Agnes's second bench was a two and a half kilo jump and she missed, that would have been the win right there. If she would have got just her second bench, let alone, and she got another stab at on it, obviously with her third and missed them. That's how close these ladies are. Um, the reigning world champion and now the reigning European champion flip-flopping back and forth. And it's, it's going to be tight, man, in the 69 kilo junior class. So we'll see. Right, right below them, too, is Amira from Spain. She got 208 for the world uh, junior world record deadlift after uh, Clara, and she's at 475.5. So she's right there, right below that 475, right below that 472.5. That's crazy. So, so like, you know, 12 kilos separating first through fifth in the juniors, and it looks like they'll all still be juniors next year, so they'll be seeing each other again. Yeah, it's going to be battles in the 69-kilo class. Uh, for the juniors. It, the future looks bright for that division for sure. And Jacob Jade or Jay Jacob from France, uh, 57 kilo world champion junior also wins the Europeans um, had a bit of a sketchy bench session. Only got one bench in Mr. Third squat attempting a world record. So didn't have the meat that she was looking for, but still good enough to take the title. And uh, Vilma Olsen from Sweden, the reigning world champion in the juniors, takes the 76 kilo title and at a 520.5 um, total. And as I peruse here, I think that pretty much says it. Apologies. We don't want to do a full division by division breakdown here, uh, but uh, it was a good show. The ladies put on a show. Let's talk about the team points here. Um, if I may. So mother Russia taking first, in the women's open, Finland taking second. You're looking, you're looking oh, wait, at sub, that's ju- sub-junior. Uh, sub-junior. Pardon <laughs> me. France. I was going to say, how the fuck? Uh, <laughs> France. <laughs> fuck me. How did that happen? <laughs> I don't remember seeing those names. So France 
taking the uh, the gold, take or I don't know if they get medals, but taking number one in terms of the nations for the European Open. Great Britain, Britain got shooters coming in second, Sweden third, Netherlands fourth, and Norway fifth, and Mother Russia sixth. France, man, has got so many good women, so many reigning world champions and women who are capable of being champions. And um, top three best lifters. Yeah, it's insane. And, and if you're looking ahead at the future, Italy came in first for the juniors. And, um, and that's with their probably number one shooter in Bernardi bombing out. Italy still came in first. So we, I was asking people, who's someone to watch out for, a nation to watch out for? France had a real big come up in the last couple of years. Who's next on the come up? And everyone's like, watch out for Italy or Italia. And here we are, man. They're, 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 taking, they're taking these juniors um, and taking the pole position there. So there it is, man. That concludes the preview show for the women's. Make sure you tune in for the men's. We are splitting it because we're over an hour. So make sure you tune in for the men's. Wherever you listen to the podcast, subscribe, give us high ratings, give us a good review, post up in your stories. I will reply if you're from Britain, you want to shoot that shit and fire your shot, fire your shot, homeboy. But if you're aiming for the king, make sure you don't miss um and and there it is and how do people get a hold of you guys for your coaching where where, where do they go to the coaching for this you go first tori go ahead tori instagram <laughs> instagram's the easiest and tell tell them your instagram uh laparelli l-a-p-e-r-e-l-l-y there it is here we I was like I was like, Tori might have to make that easier one day. You're gonna have she, to make it easier. She wants to get some more. <laughs> You're gonna have to make it easier. That's not marketing. I think it's that's as easy as it gets. Okay. My, sure. Myron is Coach Arian K. Also Instagram. There it is. Until next time, my friends, we'll be doing the men's. Peace.